Hey folks, welcome to the Proof Football Ireland, the season finale podcast. More on that very, very soon. We should be recording this in audio format from Allegiant Stadium, but we're not because Mark Hogan and Derek Harger are away for pints and I'm calling them out on the season finale podcast. Vegas baby. Vegas baby joined by Jason Hayes after the Super Bowl, you know, in case you'd be living under some sort of rock or, you know, you've been in a coma. The Super Bowl was on Sunday night. And Jason, the reason that we're having a quick chat really is just to sort of talk around the fact that the Chiefs won the Super Bowl. They beat they beat the Niners. Um, they beat them, what, 26, or sorry, 25 to 22. The first overtime Super Bowl since that Patriots-Falcons game. Do you remember that? That was a good crack. And yeah, like, I mean, like it's, it's well, we'll, I guess we'll talk about this in a bit, you know, but it's hard to believe because that's it. It's over. Yeah, it's amazing. There's, there's such a big build-up to it all week and... You know, for it to just end on one play as it did, and you know, um, Herdman talked about after that winning touchdown, he didn't know what to do, what to do with himself, until his teammates started running over, and he realised, yeah, this game is actually over. Um, <laughs> so it is weird, you know, a season long like that, and then one play in overtime, and it's just done. But yeah, we went out with a on a high, definitely in that game. Before we start, uh. We're, we're presented by Eight of the Sport, the official betting partner of the NFL in Ireland and the UK. And honestly, a shout out to them this year for their help. Um, really, a row in certain live events would not have been possible without their support. So thank you very much to them and the entire team there. Um, we'll talk about the overtime play in a few minutes. I guess just first off, what was the most random thing that happened to you this week? <laughs> random thing that happened to me. I mean... There's so many things have happened. It's like how to even remember right now. I'll the Rock, the Rock, the Rock. Just um, walking to the bathroom and realizing the Rock is in there, so I wasn't allowed. Hold to... on. So you were taking a piss, and the Rock was in the bathroom. No, I was on my way to take a piss. So you walked in. So and I, the like, security guy stopped me. And for the Rock under... had the whole bathroom cordoned off for himself. That's interesting. And he was a while in there, so I don't know what. <laughs> I don't know what he's up to, but. Um, yeah, you know, there's probably some joke about if you smell what the rock is, yeah, blah blah blah. <laughs> At least Jesus Christ. <laughs> um, it's funny because, like, yeah, there's there was literally one toilet or one restroom. Is there a restroom? Where's the restroom, man? As the Americans call it, there was only one big restroom in Radio Row, and it was literally, ironically, directly beside Pat McAfee's studio where the rock was. One of the funniest parts of Radio Row for me this week was I only showed Dark Harger this yesterday. There's a great picture of Jordan Mailata and The Rock on the NRL and NFL Australia page. And if you go forward, like five photos, it's like The Rock and all this. And then it's Dark Harger taking a picture of The Rock. <laughs> so it's uh, it was a bit of a mad week. I guess the one thing that people that, that listen to this podcast won't be aware of, we went in the pints while I'm running the other night. Like we went on the pints. Like, and I want to give a shout out to, well, we'll not say the names, but there's a number of different um, <laughs> <laughs> uh, we went to the Cosmopolitan and there was a number of different beat reporters people that you might see on TV out and do you know what they were all standing they were all chatting away they were all having the crack and fair, fair play to them Jason Adam Rank's a nice lad isn't he great lad great lad fun guy to be around he loves his Guinness and I've, uh, I'm not going to soon forget this memory of uh, myself and Adam Rank wandering the hotels trying to find kind of Guinness trying to scouring all the bars looking do you serve Guinness he was adamant on getting there and we ended up walking probably 
half an hour away through lashing rain until we eventually found one in O'Shea's. It was a plastic cup and it was... It was shocking. It was awful. I, I nearly swore for the first time all season <laughs> in this podcast. It was... Look, really appreciated Adam taking the time to, to meet us and talk along with us, but the, the pints were bad. Like, there's no point in saying otherwise. Um, I guess going on to this game, let's just get let's get across this first before we talk about the football. Usher at halftime. Yeah or no? Not my favourite <laughs> music in general. Little John came out. I've never heard of Little John, but I know his song. You haven't heard Little John. I'm I'm rap is just goes over my head, but L- L- Little John's pretty big, big. Yeah. Yeah, I thought we might see Pitbull. Someone mentioned Pitbull. I, I, I personally on. thought Usher's got a song called Without You with David Gatta. That could have ended the whole thing. Upbeat by the crack song. It's a bit of a sudden sudden ending actually. I, I will say that Alicia Keys I love Alicia Keys but it's clear they were clutching straws there I mean one person or a band to headline the Super Bowl usually is you know enough and I understand sometimes they bring people in like for example the one in LA was fantastic but it was always advertised as like Snoop Dogg um, Eminem yada yada we always knew there was going to be four or five people Usher, I don't know, man. It just it didn't like. You no, know, you know, for Vegas, Vegas normally goes big. Maybe they should. Uh, that, that was the one kind of even the the whole setup. You know the stage and all that is quite basic compared to other years of what we've seen. Um, but look, we went to U two in the Sphere, the night before, so I don't think any halftime show was going to live up to that experience. Definitely, if you're ever in Vegas, check out that Sphere because that was. Oh Jesus! We were in U two, yeah, U two last night, and you know, just it was a perfect way to sort of end the week. And you know, the funny thing was, we were all wrecked yesterday. We were properly fucked. Uh, <laughs> we, 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 we were, were wrecked properly today, wrecked. I and uh, it's been it's been a mad it's been a mad week. I I absolutely loved Radio Row, and uh, what I will say about Usher is, you know, maybe instead of having them on, they could have you know, took that rewind it back. Little John got the voice and make your booty go. <laughs> No, that was, that was great. Back in the day, that Usher album was like massive. Back in the day, where like is it Confessions was the name of the album. That was a, like this is why I don't get it. Like ten years ago, Usher would have made perfect sense to headline the Super Bowl, but the first one in Vegas, he's not even he's from Atlanta. Great to see Ludacris though. I lo- I love a bit of Luda, so I was very happy with that. Any anywho, on to the football. What do you think of the first half? I mean. For a game that was really, really cagey, it seemed like the Niners dominated the first half, even though it was like a defensive battle and it was very, very cagey. To me, it seemed as if Mahomes wasn't confident. It seemed that he hadn't woke up. And I mean, we've seen this version of Kansas City how many times this season. And again, we've all got egg in our face now after the result. But Jason, we'll talk about the second half in a minute. But, you know, if you look back on the first half, very sloppy. You might be in a different sort of viewpoint here because I've seen people online argue with this already. I just feel like the Niners threw that way. I feel like it was there to play for them. I think that was their moment. And if you look at well, it's it's important to mention Moody and Booker both made record-setting field goals in this game, and that's I guess that touchdown play where it was lateral from Purdy to Jennings that went to McCaffrey. That was class. I think you know. I I know you were watching that on the TV screen, in the workroom. But 
to see that in person was was just something else man. The it was a strange first half. You know, we were, were a bit worried there for a while that we weren't gonna see any points. I just think it was late into the first quarter that we finally got something. But I completely agree. Um Forty Niners are moving the ball a lot easier. Purdy is the guy I kind of questioned. I thought he might come out a bit nervous, but he was absolutely pinpoint accurate and working through he, his reads. He, he wasn't nervous at all, wasn't he? He, no. he was fine. He settled straight into the game. He, he maybe actually looked slightly more nervous later in the game towards the end, but that was also to do with what sort of pressure the, the Chiefs were getting on him. Um, so yeah, they were moving the ball pretty well, but just a couple of costly mistakes. Turnovers, you know, Christian McCaffrey, MVP candidate, um, not ideal when a guy like that fumbles. They had the issues with the punt as well. Um, but sloppy on both sides. Mahomes had the interception. They had a muffed punt as well, but they recovered it themselves. Um, Pacheco, of course, went down and uh, fumbled the ball away after a deep pass from Mahomes. So it was just a very sloppy game overall. Not something you'd expect from Shanahan and Andy Reid-led teams in the big stage. you think, you know mind the ball and clean up those mistakes will be preached but um, the bright lights just got to people I suppose yeah Um, and just on Mahomes we'll get it into the second half now in a second as you say but I'm not sure if it was nerves but um, some of the plays just weren't well designed in that first half or they weren't called at the correct moments a lot of dropbacks uh, Mahomes scrambling around trying to make things happen and looking for a deep shot whereas where they've had success these last few weeks is with the quick passing uh, rapid passing game you know and, and they kind of went away from that in the first half and it's, they really struggled yeah and ju- just to add on that before we look at the second half you know there was guys like George George Kittle at four yards in the game maybe Mark Jinkston no I mean like, potentially after that Kenneth's question the other day and um, it was funny because you mentioned I caught. I almost forgot that McCaffrey fumbled the ball at the start of that game. George Karlaftis, the fumble recovery, had a sack. Great right recovery. After there was a point at the end of the first quarter where I was sitting there going, "Jesus, Karlaftis could be MVP here." He was probably if if he had got another big play, he could have been in the argument for it. But sort of the talk about the Niners, there was also a part of the second half you know, when we didn't know he was going to win the game. Like there was also a part where I thought Nick Bosa could be MVP. Bosa did not stop the whole game, and Chase Young as well as oh, Young was class, but he was he was just class. Like, and they they brought him in short term in that window to win the Super Bowl. And I feel for them now because it hasn't happened, and that Niners team just seemed so ready. It seemed ready to take the it, it seemed ready to take the march, and it didn't happen. And it, it's just one of those things. What did you think of the second half? Because obviously it was that typical one where you know the Chiefs went in. They sort of got sort of that a bit, and the Niners weren't as dominant going into the second half. It was um, a situation where they obviously got back into it, and we got the game to overtime at nineteen nineteen. You know, what did you think of the second half, and then what were you thinking when the game went to overtime? Because I I thought this is San Francisco's to lose, even at nineteen nineteen. I just thought they'll get the ball down the field. I think in the second half in particular the whole game really but really in the second half Spagnolo really showed what you know he's he lived up to all the hype he's been getting in, in these recent weeks called a brilliant game um 49ers receivers simply weren't getting open and he was manufacturing pressure uh, some 
very timely blitz calls. Again, it all just led towards um, the 49ers' success that they had in the first half, just disappearing in that second half. And that was crucial because if, you know, Chiefs themselves took a long time to get going and they had a few three-and-outs, Mahomes came out of the half and threw an interception. You know, it's not the ideal um, start they were looking for that yeah. second half. But Spagnolo kept them in the game the whole way through. Uh, the secondary in particular absolutely locked down those Niner receivers and, uh, and including George Kittle as well. Um, like you could see out there, they're simply the players weren't open. I wouldn't put it on Purdy. Um, he didn't have anywhere to go at times and, and pressure definitely um, factored into their struggles. Yeah, it was, it was it was one of those ones where I was looking at sort of different elements of it, I guess, for me, when it went to overtime. We watched it back on TV on Sports Center about half an hour ago. That play where it was third and one. The, oh, the, the, um, just to get to overtime, by the way, yeah, the, yeah. the blocked field goal was massive, the extra point. Um, you knew you just knew that was going to come back to bite them, didn't you? Yeah, big time. Big time, man. It's funny because I forgot to open up my the email for Pro Football Ireland uh, last week, and there's about fifteen emails at Radio Row. <laughs> Just seeing now that I don't open them up. Just want to apologise to anybody that uh, you know did email us last week. I think we got through to everybody though. Like some of the people that have reached out here, I feel bad, but it's your luck. Next time, next time. I want um, to compare to that set. Yeah, and um, we're literally watching Taylor Swift TV right now. Just to go into that overtime situation, the Niners don't get it done on third down. They have a short field goal, they make the field goal, and then the Chiefs have got that time to get down the field, and it was two plays. That Rasheed Rice play, but also the Patrick Mahomes the Patrick Mahomes uh, run that got them down inside the 10, and even going backwards on that, you know, why... Did should Kyle Shanahan not go for it on fourth down on a short conversion? Go for it, put the pressure on Kansas City because Jason, if you believe in your defense, you go out and you you go you you go to score. If they don't score, fair enough. You've got them down close in terms of like you know inside the twenty or whatever. You've got them down there. Start off trying to stop them, and if they score, they score. If they win, they win. There was two things for me. The first one was going for that field goal. But secondly, and even before that, it was deferring in overtime. I thought it was stupid. Sorry, it was it was decided not to defer. They should have let the Chiefs go first. Yeah, I, I had that same thought myself. You know, you don't almost forget about these new overtime rules. It's the first time they've come in. And it really is a kind of situation where if you get the ball first, it feels like you have everything to lose. You know, if you throw a interception or a pick six it's the pressure is all on the offense by taking the ball first whereas the defense are thinking I have a free shot to win this game before our offense even gets to the field so I completely agree there I think traditionally in overtime you're you ask to receive the ball and you don't even question it um, but with these new rules deferring definitely makes more sense uh, Mahomes legs as you say definitely opened things up when they got the ball there was a fourth and one play as well a great design um, where which they had to convert, and then you had to, to draw up the middle later on in the drive. Um, it, 
you know, it's just Patrick Mahomes making magic happen when it, when he needs it going off yeah. script. You need those type of players to win games because they they weren't getting it done. It was Brady esque, wasn't it? He he carried that team to that. Time. And you never doubted him. Like he really just he looked like he was going to win the whole time. Um, <laughs> well, when he when he when he started running, I was like, this game's over. This game was over. Just stop. There's yeah. no point. The running wasn't Brady esque, but the <laughs> wow. He I'd literally say it was funny. We're sitting here in the sports center, you see different things. You know, he now leads. He's got the most rushing yards in Super Bowl history by a quarterback. He's 28 years of age, and that goes into my next sort of penultimately sort of t- topic. Um, Mahomes is 28. He's won three Super Bowls. We've seen him tonight in the presser. He's going to win six or seven in the next 10 years. It was the first time that, um, I'm going to butcher this now, I think it was Kay Adams tweeted it. It's the first time a team with the quarterback who has the highest contract in the league it's the first time they won a Super Bowl. So that just speaks to Patrick Mahomes, the fact that, you know, he's the team around him is obviously not as perhaps strong in recent years. He doesn't yeah. have the type of supporting cast that you look look at just look at the forty ers look at the weapons Brock Purdy is trying to. Mahomes doesn't have that. He has Kelsey. Rice is obviously good, but young, um and not a whole lot beyond that. So for him to be able to carry this team um with the largest cap hit at a quarterback position and then go on and win the Super Bowl. Yeah, uh, I don't think anyone else in the league could do that. And it, it is just the magic of Patrick Holmes. When you coincide that with a Spags-led defense, boom, and he's won his fourth ring tonight. And it doesn't seem like it seems like he's just stuck, or not stuck, but he's just content in this defensive corner yeah. position. Teams yeah. aren't going to try poach him to be a head coach. So that's just stability straight away. Someone asked Andy Reid at the press conference. Is this going to be his last? And he said yeah, no. no. Yeah, he's. And then you see, like, but you, you, you're bang on. Like, we, we haven't even talked about Kelsey and Taylor Swift. Yeah, I'm happy. I'm, I'm happy for them. Great, it's great. Seeing Taylor shouting to Roger Goodell, that's great. It's clearly you know brought people into the game, and that that's great. Especially bringing women into the game is important to do that. Um, just on Kelsey, he said they're going to go for a free pit. I mean, it's hard not to look past him now. We've got seven months talking about this, but I mean, you know, I guess this is the thing. They're going to be sitting, they'll have a bit of crack now in the next few days. They're going to be sitting going, no one's beating us. I, like I said to you in a taxi, we were literally leaving Legion Stadium. I said it to you, I'll say it again now. I'm picking them right now for the free pay. I think they'll want to go down in history because nobody's done it before, have they? Nobody's ever done it. It's um yeah, it will be historic and the fact that they're talking about the three piece Kelsey mentioned it on stage as well in celebration, the fact that they're instantly talking about winning three in a row minutes after they've just won their second in a row. That that, that that's exceeds anything the Brady up. You know, like that that not that's the difference of it and I think that's so that's so important. The NFL has never had a team win three consecutive Super Bowls. And Mahomes said tonight in that press conference that we were at that you know, he lost the Super Bowl against Brady and I he thinks that's always going to be held against him. If he goes out and does and does that in twelve months time in New Orleans, I I think it's a whole different dimension. I wouldn't yeah, I wouldn't write it off, definitely. He's matched Brady's pace so far now, six years, three Super Bowls. Brady kind of had a bit of a lull there in the middle. Not not in terms of his play quality, but he just said a Yeah. It seems harsh to call it a drought because it's you know, it was only a few years. 
Um, but this is if Mahomes can notch a couple other few, get a couple more under his belt in these next five or six years, then he's well on pace to, to break all sorts of records. And he's playing the position better than I've ever seen it be played. Um, yeah. Um, before we wrap up, how's the next few months looking for you? We've got... We've got Neil coming to Belfast and Cork. Obviously, would would lo- would love to have you up there in Cork. Have a bit of crack that night. Uh, you just gonna chill for a bit. You think? Yeah. Yeah, I need a bit of time after this week. This be, <laughs> um, wouldn't call this week a holiday. Uh, it certainly wasn't because, like, I mean, like my wife sort of said that to me. Like, not she didn't say that to me, but she was like, you know, why are you going out and having a bit? Of, like, I'm I'm racked in a good way. It was a great yeah. crack, and it was it was it was a great week. I want to thank you boys for being on Radio Row thank Connor as well for being there but also what he's done during the season Michaela also the college lads um, it's been a great year and it, it's been a year where on a personal level I haven't stopped since uh, the last Super Bowl so I guess just to sort of wrap this podcast up there won't be another podcast until approximately the 19th of March now if Rory Began et al gets signed for a team there will be a podcast within 24 hours. If something happens in the NFL and if Mark and Jason want to do something, happy days. You boys bomb ahead. I'm taking a month. Um, well earned, I might add. Well, you got to keep pushing. But you got to keep going. I, I want to I take a month. I want to try and map out the year, uh, both domestically and obviously the Super Bowl in the Orleans next year and the first, or we're, we're back in Munich. I don't think my wife will let me go to Sal Paolo, but we'll, we'll, we'll work on that. We'll get there. Um, but yeah, going to take a month. You know, re- reluctantly, I, I love doing this. I love talking about football, but I think uh, it's time to take a bit of a break and just sort of relax a bit. I've told Jeff, and for anyone listening, actually, uh, this podcast and Jeff, etc., will will be back on approximately the 19th of March. There might be like a St. Patrick's Day special. We, we, let, we, we will let people know but yeah that's it and I guess just sort of final words for me would be that it's, it's been a fantastic year fantastic season just want to thank everybody for your support you know, and it doesn't just mean the world to me it means the world to everybody else that does this and I think that was sort of accustomed with how Radio Row went last week we we absolutely loved it so you know Grammy Moggett you know thanks thanks a million we, we, we massively appreciate the support from anyone that listens interacts likes dislikes whatever you're still interacting so it's great um but yeah that's that's pretty much it from us have you any final words jason any idea on marcus we'll see he's um back to the bear he's a stronger man than me i'm back ready for bed right now back to the bar with dara oh my god <laughs> dara not even 21 <laughs> <laughs> there's a woman in uh the re-ross Irish bar before anyone, before anyone's going what what did he just say there's an Irish bar called Rira okay and uh, Dara literally has got a fake ID and the woman's from like Drogheda and she hates him like she knows right now who he is uh, big up to him as well it's been great crack it's been a very very memorable season and that's it uh, really looking forward to next year already but for now it's time to sleep uh, Jason thank you very much for what you've done over the last few weeks and months and um, big thanks to everyone that's listened that's took part don't know where Mark is I'd find him but he's not here so you know uh, but this has been Pro Football Ireland I just want to give a massive special thanks to 88 Sport for 
everything that they've done for us this season. Whether you're into betting sponsors or not, I think anybody can agree that United have been a very accommodating sponsor and you have not seen multiple videos or tweets from us talking about betting on things. They're a good sponsor. We're very, very happy with them and we really appreciate what they do for us. I want to thank the NFL in London and in New York for what they have done for us over the last year. Uh, Pittsburgh Steelers for giving us the access at their event in Crook Park. Um, and yeah, I guess thank, thank my family, thank my wife as well for the support that I've been given and that we've all been given. So for now, Gourmet uh, Moggett, thank you very, very much. I'm going to let Jason sleep. Um, feel free to reach out at any time over the off-season if you have any suggestions, things you like, things you don't like. Um, info at profootball.ie or michael at mcqmedia.net. For now, from Las Vegas, this has been Michael, Jason, the Pro Football Ireland team, signing off as the Chiefs have won Super Bowl 58 in overtime. Stonga folks.